drive time, keeping you informed and inspired. We love God. We ought to be able to talk about Him. Getting you started on your day. With the latest in breaking news and information. From the Vatican to the White House and everything in between. It's serious. It's fun. It's your Catholic drive time. Now here's your host, Joe McClain. Praise be to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. I'm your host, Joe McClain. It is great to be on with you. Praise be to God. Good morning. Good morning. We are almost there. It's Thursday, so you only have another day of this, and then the weekend comes, and by the grace of God, hopefully we'll have some rest, some relaxation. I'm looking forward to it. Praise be to God, because, you know, the weather's gotten a little better now where I live. It was like two weeks straight of rain, and that just gets depressing. I mean, who wants that besides, you know, Seattle and Portland and everybody north of them, of course, at The UK, they like rain. But other than that, we all like sunshine and blue skies. And praise be to God, we have some. Uh, We are going to have a great show today. Uh, I've invited uh, an interesting guest onto the program for the What's Concerning Us section, Will Hild. He's the executive director of Consumers Research. That You might have seen this. They've launched an ad campaign, like a political ad type of campaign. That's how it feels. But it's not directed at politicians. It's directed at CEOs of companies, Um, and this is going to be a fascinating conversation. Why have they done this? What is their motivation? What do they hope to accomplish? Will Hild is going to be our guest today. They've gone after Delta uh, Airlines, Nike, and Coca-Cola so far, but they say they have more on the horizon. So we're going to be having a conversation with Will Hild in our What's Concerning Us. And then in our guest segment, his Beatitude Bishop Pierre Batista Pizabala is going to be our guest. He is the Patriarch of Jerusalem, and he has been asking for prayers in in the midst of chaos in Jerusalem between Israel and Gaza. Stuck in the middle are the Christians, and we're going to find out uh, directly from his beatitude, what is the status of the Christians there? What are their needs? What is their situation like? We've heard over the years that their numbers are diminishing, especially the Palestinian Christians, so we want to get an update on on that situation. And so we're very excited to have Bishop Pierre Batista Pizabala, uh, the Patriarch of Jerusalem, on the program today. It's going to be an exciting show. Hopefully you'll join us for all or part of that in this hour. Good morning to you, Janelle. Good morning, Joe. Praise be to God. It's good to see you again. Yes. You're ready to go. You seem like you're you're just you're fired up. You've been practicing and oh, rehearsing yes. your news. The sun is out. Well, not yet because it's very early, but the sun has been out. Um, I'm happy. Uh, it's a little hot, but that's all right. Yeah, I miss the sun a lot. Welcome to Texas. <laughs> That's just the way it goes. Speaking of which, uh, Adrian Fonseca is here on the ones and twos. Good morning to you. Good morning. Good morning. Yes, the I'm super excited for the weekend. I'm looking forward to it. So, what do you got on the agenda? I'm heading to uh, Louisiana. Going to make a small little pilgrimage to Louisiana to see the statue of Saint Joan of Arc Ooh. for her feast day on Sunday. So How wonderful! It's uh, she's the um, patroness of Louisiana. So I'm going to go see her. On Sunday. So praise be cool. to God. Hopefully you'll make a little stop at the best stop there on the I ten corridor and get yourself some some boudin, some crackling and you know, do it up do it up right. You can't go to Louisiana unless you get the proper foods. Well we'll as see. Well. I'm staying with some uh with some friends in Louisiana, so they were they were giving me all the recommendations. I'm gonna <laughs> head up on Friday and uh so I'm gonna try to get as much done as I can in Louisiana. Well, praise be to God. Well, I'm excited. My father's coming into town. And uh, we haven't seen him in a long time, so we're, we're excited to spend some time with family. But all right, we have a great show to jump into. As I said, the Patriarch of Jerusalem is on the program, 
and uh, the executive director of Consumers Research, Will Hill, will be our guest in this hour. If you can join us in the next hour, we would love to have you. You get three more opportunities to jump into our game show, Fear and Trembling. It's a Catholic trivia game show. And prizes are involved thanks to apodandherpeas.com for generously underwriting the game show. So you could join us if you'd like. Uh, you can just go onto our website, GRN online.com forward slash cdt you can actually watch the the show live there right on our website grnonline.com forward slash cdt let's jump into it we're going to be praying for your intentions of course whatever's on your heart whatever your needs are we are including those we're praying for the station of the cross and the guadalupe radio network radio apostolates for their needs our own needs here at the catholic drive time team as well in the name of the father and the son and the holy ghost amen Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to thy protection, implored thy help, or sought thine intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly unto thee, O Virgin of virgins, my mother. To thee do I come, before thee I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in thy mercy hear and answer me. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen. And now the headlines with Janelle. In a new report, the Biden administration has terminated the probe into the possibility of a Wuhan lab leak. Well, we knew, all knew that that one was coming. Next, now something we didn't expect. Facebook reverses their course, allowing users to claim COVID was man-made as lab leak theory gains ground. From the New York Post, Fauci is facing calls for resignation after shifting positions on the probe of the Wuhan lab. Republican lawmakers are calling for Dr. Anthony Fauci to be fired amid his litany of shifting opinions on the coronavirus, its origin, and his stance on an investigation into the Wuhan Institute of Virology. Fauci is coming under fire from congressional Republicans who point to at his admission that the NIH earmarked $600,000 for the Wuhan Institute of Virology to study the possibility that bat coronaviruses could be transmitted to humans. He told members of a House Appropriations Subcommittee on Tuesday that the money was provided to the lab through the nonprofit EcoHealth Alliance and funded a modest collaboration with very respectable Chinese students who were world experts on coronavirus. But Fauci emphatically denied that the money went toward so-called gain-of-function research, which he described as taking a virus that could infect humans and making it more transmissible and or pathogenic for humans. Breitbart says Green Beret Congressman sets records straight after AOC claims lawmakers effectively served in war. Florida Representative Mike Waltz, the first Green Beret to serve in Congress, sets the record straight after far-left Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez concluded that members of Congress effectively served in war due to their scare during the January 6th Capitol riot. The Florida Republican and combat-decorated veteran addressed Ocasio-Cortez's comparison, deeming it both sad and ignorant, and adding a dose of reality to her false equivalency by pointing out the New York Democrat hasn't lost soldiers on the battlefield or seen friends permanently disfigured by Taliban attacks. Waltz served around the globe as a decorated Special Forces officer with multiple combat tours in Afghanistan, the Middle East, and Africa, and has been awarded four bronze stars with two for valor. Ocasio-Cortez made the war comparison during an appearance on Latino USA last week, revealing she is in therapy. 
The Blaze reports the death of nine people, including the suspect, in a shooting at a San Jose rail yard. Nine people, including the suspected gunman, are dead after a transit worker opened fire on colleagues at a rail yard in San Jose, California on Wednesday. Authorities say the lone suspect, Samuel Cassidy, took his own life at the scene. NBC News reported that calls of shots fired began around 6.30 a.m. at Santa Clara Valley Transportation Authority's facility, and law enforcement rushed to respond. Sources told ABC News that Cassidy, a VTA employee, had multiple weapons with him in the massacre, and it is believed to have taken his own life after murdering eight people. Multiple VTA employees were among the victims, and one survivor is in critical condition. The Washington Post reported that, according to one official, Cassidy apparently set his home on fire before going to the rail yard facility and opening fire. Politico says that the ex-official who revealed the UFO project accuses the Pentagon of a disinformation campaign. The former Pentagon official who went public about reports of UFOs has filed a complaint with the agency's inspector general, claiming a coordinated campaign to discredit him for speaking out including accusing a top official of threatening to tell people he was crazy, according to documents revealed by The Political. Lou Elizondo is a career counterintelligence specialist who was assigned in 2018 to work for a Pentagon program that investigated reports of unmanned aerial phenomena. Lou filed the 64-page complaint to the independent watchdog on May 3rd and has met several times with investigators, including his legal team. The claim that the government is trying to discredit him comes weeks before the Director of National Intelligence and the Pentagon are expected to deliver an unclassified report to Congress about UFOs and the government's strategy for investigating such encounters. The report is expected to include a detailed accounting of the agency's personnel and surveillance systems that gather and analyze the data. And those are your headline news. Saint of the day is Saint Bruno of Wurzburg. He was born in the 11th century. He was a son of Duke Conrad of Carinthia and the Baroness Matilda. He was a nephew of Pope Gregory V. <laughs> That's pretty cool. He was a cousin to Emperor Conrad II and later a counselor to him. A great, he was the great nephew of Saint Bruno of Querfort. He was younger than average when ordained. He was made Bishop of Wurzburg, Germany in 1033. He built the Cathedral of St. Killian from his personal funds and several parish churches in his diocese. He was a noted scholar and author, and his best-known work was being a commentary on the Psalms. He was known as a peacemaker who ended the siege of Milan in Italy. He joined Emperor Henry III on campaign against the Hungarians. He earned the popular title of Father of the Poor through his charity. He died on the 26th of May, 1045, in Bosenberg, which is a modern-day Austria, when a building collapsed. He was uh, never formally canonized, as he was uh, canonized before the modern formal canonization process came into existence. St. Bruno of Wurzburg, pray for us. Praise be to God in all things. The gospel today comes to us from Mark chapter 10, verses 46 through 52. As Jesus was leaving Jericho with his disciples and a sizable crowd, Bartimaeus, a blind man, the son of Timaeus, sat by the roadside begging. On hearing that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, son of David, have pity on me. 
and many rebuked him, telling him to be silent. But he kept calling out all the more, Son of David, have pity on me. Jesus stopped and said, Call him. So they called the blind man, saying to him, Take courage, get up, Jesus is calling you. He threw aside his cloak, sprang up, and came to Jesus. Jesus said to him in reply, What do you want me to do for you? The blind man replied to him, Master, I want to see. Jesus told him, Go your way, your faith has saved you. Immediately he received his sight and followed him on the way. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ, um, the Son of David. Of course, this is a messianic title. It also has uh, a lot of parallels and typology found in King Solomon specifically. When you go back to, uh, for, I think it's 1 Samuel chapter 7, you see that the first person to be called the son of God would be the son of David as well, and that's King Solomon. And those good traits that we find in King Solomon were four types of the greater things that we found in Jesus himself. So, referring to Jesus here as the son of David is a recognition of him as Messiah. Now, this is what's interesting. The blind man in this scene, in this episode, in this bit of the gospel, the blind man, out of all the people there, all this crowd, this large, sizable crowd, it was the blind man who had had more clearer vision of who Jesus actually is and what he's capable of than everyone else in the scene. Let that sink in for a moment. It was the blind man, and by his faith, trusting in the Lord, having the courage, having the, uh, the, the boldness to say, I want to see that powerful, persistent prayer. Are we that persistent in our prayer for the things that we desire from the Lord, or do we give up too easily? The blind man is grateful because he receives his sight, but then what does he do? He follows him on the way, on the way. St. Bede would say, therefore, let us also imitate him. Let us not seek for riches, earthly goods, or honors from the Lord, but for that light which we alone with the angels can see, the way to which is faith. Let us be like the blind man in the room. Let us have that courage, that boldness to see Christ for who he actually is and actually persist in our prayers to ask him for the things that will Bring us to salvation, not just the things of this earth, but the things of heaven. Amen? And then let us follow him on the way. We'll be right back. Will Hill is coming up next. Looking for a Catholic university where the greatest works of Western and Catholic tradition are the foundation for learning, all in an environment that is faithful to the magisterium? Recommended by the Cardinal Newman Society, the University of Dallas offers an exceptional liberal arts education, preserving the wisdom of the past while preparing students for world-changing futures. Academically excellent, always faithful. Apply today at udallas.edu. Howdy, this is Adrian Fonseca, producer of the Catholic Drive Time Show. Heard Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. Central and 7 a.m. Eastern right here on the Guadalupe Radio Network. And I'm proud to tell you that Real Estate for Life is an underwriter of Catholic Drive Time. Real Estate for Life connects home buyers and sellers to real estate agents while supporting pro-life organizations, offering their clients a faith-based experience. They are online at realestateforlife.org. That's realestateforlife.org. 
God love you. GloryandShine.com, a generous underwriter of Catholic Drive Time. GloryandShine.com is a Catholic family-owned company making a variety of personal care products ranging from lotions, soap bars, gift boxes, body mist, beard care, and more. At GloryandShine.com, they state their mission is to, quote, craft every product with deep intention while holding a vision of sharing the gospel. They are good for the body, mind, and soul, unquote. God love you, GloryandShine.com. Thank you again. Praise be to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. I'm your host, Joe McClain. It is great to be on with you. Praise be to God. Coming up in about, uh, I don't know, 20 minutes from now or so, just about uh, his beatitude, the Patriarch of Jerusalem, will be our guest. We're going to be talking about the situation in in the Holy Land, between Israel and Gaza, and the Christians who are caught in the middle. What are the needs? What is the situation on the ground? Um, his Beatitude, uh, Archbishop uh, Pizabala will be our guest to conversate about that. Before we jump into this segment, though, with Will Hild from Consumers uh, Research, I want to uh, just thank GloryAndShine.com for their generous support of this show. GloryAndShine.com is a Catholic-owned and operated family-run company that makes uh, healthcare, like uh, personal care products, lotions, uh, you know, soaps, beard bombs, which is what I use, actually. Um, we're very grateful to them. Beautiful packaging, by the way. Really incredible packaging. Uh, just thank you very much, GloryAndShine.com, for your generous support for our our program today. Uh, Will Hild is the executive director for uh, Consumers Research, and he uh, and his organization has put out a campaign that is uh, it's using the, like the political ad sort of motif, but it's not targeted to politicians. Rather, it's targeted to CEOs of companies that have, uh, let's just say, gone woke. And we're going to be having this conversation. Good morning to you, Will Hild. Good morning. Glad to be here. Yeah, praise be to God. Thank you for your time. Um, let's start with Consumers Research. Tell us about this organization. We're the nation's oldest consumer protection organization. We have a 91-year pedigree of standing up for the consumer in the marketplace. And, and that's just what we're doing here. The Consumers First Initiative has a simple message uh, to corporate America. It's that they need to stop cozying up to radical left-wing politicians and activists and focus on serving their customers. You know, uh, I've said for years, it, it boggles the mind when you have companies that do a thing. They make a widget. They have a service, you know, that provides X, Y, or Z. And yet they go headlong into the wind on something political, you know, something hot-button issue, something woke. And it just, it's like, I don't understand. Like, you're just supposed to sell this widget. Why why do you feel the need to go down this road and and anger at least half of your, your customer base at a minimum. Why do you think uh, organizations do this? Well, they're doing it to distract. Uh, many of them have problems with the way they've treated their customers, uh, with problems with their production lines being tainted with forced labor. And so they take positions on legislative issues that are divisive and that they know nothing about um, in order to uh, garner good press from uh, left-wing media and distract from from their mistakes. Uh, take American Airlines, for example. They were rated the nation's worst airline this year by Wall Street Journal. They lose the most bags. They kick the most passengers off of planes involuntarily. We actually reached out to them and they confirmed to us that during the COVID pandemic, they continued to decrease legroom wow. on many of their flights. 
And this, of course, was at a time when uh, they took a multi-billion dollar taxpayer-funded bailout and still paid their CEO, Doug Parker, an eight-figure paycheck. So I can assure you they would rather talk about just about anything uh, rather than those issues. Wow. So, so far we see these, you have three is what I can tell from your website, three of these ad campaigns. They're done in the style of a political ad that you would see during like a, an election year, uh, but they're not targeted to politicians. They're targeted to the CEOs. Why did you choose this format and why do you go after the CEOs? Well, we wanted to make it clear that uh, the strategy was not going to work anymore. Um, that if you're a, a company, if you're a corporation and you're trying to decide whether you should take a position on a uh, divisive political issue that you should cozy up to woke politicians or woke activists, um, then uh, it was not going to help you distract from your problems any longer. Consumers research is going to uh, shine a light on it, bring it up, uh, and uh, even name the CEOs because many of them personally got involved in these issues. Why, why these three companies? Why Delta? Why uh, Nike, why Coca-Cola? I mean, not that I just, dis- I don't disagree with you actually, but why these three out of all the, the might be possible? Certainly all have, uh, well, in the case of, of, of uh, Nike, they have a very long history of taking political, taking positions on, on divisive political and social issues in order to distract from their problems. Coca-Cola uh, weighed in on election integrity legislation in Georgia that they know nothing about uh, and got wrong many of the facts that they alleged. And then American uh, did the same in, in Texas. And all of these companies have significant problems that they're trying to distract from. In the case of Nike, uh, there's growing evidence that their production lines in China that make their shoes include forced labor. Um, and in fact, when Congress was moving to act on this issue to pass a bill that would ban products made with forced labor from entering the U.S. market and being sold to unsuspecting U.S. consumers, Nike spent time, money, and attention lobbying against that bill to amend it so that their products would not be affected. So again, you see them, you know, virtue signaling, I guess is the word you'd use for it, cozying up to woke woke activists. Uh, It's so that they can distract from significant issues in their production line and the inclusion of forced labor in in the making of their shoes. Um, Coca-Cola has a similar issue. Uh, They've bought sugar from companies that seem to be using forced labor. They too lobbied against that same bill uh, at the same time that they're out there, uh, you know, virtue signaling. So we thought it was important that all three of these companies uh, not get away with that, and they were not able to distract from uh, their mistreatment of their consumers and the taint of forced labor in their in their products. Will Hild is our guest. He is the executive director of Consumers Research. ConsumersResearch.org is the, is the website. We're talking about this campaign that they have launched against uh, the, and these three in particular, but will, will there be more? Are you intending to produce more of these uh, ads that will be run across the country? Absolutely. This is phase one of an ongoing initiative. Uh, this is a seven-figure campaign, and uh, to the extent there are uh, any you know, uh, people in the C-suite of corporations right now listening to your program who might be considering taking a position on a political issue they know nothing about, cozying up to woke activists or woke politicians in order to distract from their problems, it's a very simple message. You're not going to get away with it. We are coming for you. This is an ongoing campaign. Do you see, how do you see our country? I mean, look at the NBA, for instance. Uh, they've gone full on woke, but, and their, their ratings have taken a dive. Do you see the vast majority of Americans just getting fed up with uh, corporations, sports teams, and, and these big brands 
uh, basically taking these positions. And are, are consumers, are Americans really fed up and tired of this? Or is this just a small segment of our country? Well, I can tell you the response that we've had from across the country, from consumers across our nation, has just been overwhelming. The emails and calls have been pouring in. Everyone seems to be very excited uh, that consumers research is amplifying their voices and uh, making sure that these companies understand they're not going to get away with it anymore. So I can tell you, uh, you know, like I said, we have a 91 year pedigree in standing up for the consumer. And that's that's what we're doing here. And and uh, everyone seems to be very excited about that. What about big tech? Um, I know, like, for instance, Project Veritas has done a lot of work and and whistleblowers to try to reveal some of the shenanigans going on there. But uh, does consumer research have any intention of really looking at big tech from a consumer standpoint? I know uh, this has fueled like Gab and Parler, and now uh, Frank is even trying to launch it. I don't think it has successfully yet, but I think they're trying to create competitive opportunities for the consumer, but... So far, we're stuck with like the big houses here. What, what would you say to that? Well, like I said, this is this is phase one right now. We're we're focused on Coca Cola, Nike, and American Airlines. But as I said, this is going to be an ongoing campaign. We are not going to stop until we see the end of this phenomenon. So, as I said, every every corporation in America is now on notice. Uh, if they're out there trying to distract from their mistreatment of their customers by going woke, as they say, they need to stop serving woke politicians and focus on serving their consumers. What have you received in response so far from the campaign? Have you like I, I would like to know what you like kind of what you hope to accomplish, and ha, is there any discernible movement towards those goals at this point? Well, uh, you know what we're aiming for is uh, is very simple. We want these companies to to stop focusing on serving woke politicians and focus on serving their customers, and so we're going to keep an eye on them. Uh, and and uh, to the extent that they continue in this type of behavior, we're gonna we're gonna call it out. We're gonna call out the things that they're trying to distract from the use of forced labor, the in the case of Coca Cola, uh, the contribution that their products make to childhood childhood obesity. obesity. And uh, for American Airlines, we're gonna keep talking about uh, their declining airline, their declining quality of service, uh, their CEO Doug Parker's uh, taxpayer subsidized eight figure paycheck last year, um, and we are not gonna let them get away with. Uh, distracting from all of those problems simply by going woke, trying to serve woke politicians instead of serving their consumers. Will Hild is our guest, executive director of Consumers Research. Consumersresearch.org is the website. Now, I know you can see all of the uh, the commercials, the three that are available now on the website. If you just go to the main page, you'll be able to, be able to see where the link is there. Consumersresearch.org is the website. Um, where are these ads playing right now? They're playing nationally, also in regional. Uh, they're on CNBC in Manhattan. Uh, they're playing in all on cable stations on in all of the states in which these uh, companies are located: Oregon, Georgia, and Texas, respectively. And then there are billboards, uh, there are display ads going up, uh, uh, sh- shortly being printed now um, that are going to go up near these companies' headquarters. And wow. then um, that's cool. We're also working on uh, putting some display ads in in airports. So next time you're taking an uncomfortable flight on American Airlines, where they hopefully don't lose your bag, mm. uh, you can maybe look for our uh, our display ads next to their logo in the terminal. Wow. Now, you said this was a seven-figure campaign. Correct. Correct. Seven-figure. That's, that's pretty massive. So I imagine a pretty big donor base in order to pull that together. Well, uh, we have an ethical obligation to respect our donors' privacy, but what I can say is all of our donors are American consumers, just like you and your viewers 
who are fed up with being pushed around and talked down to by uh, by these w- corporations going woke to distract from their own problems. Now, I know I've listened to some of your your other interviews that you've done on this subject, and you've had some people, like uh, apparently the, your detractors, that seem to accuse you of just doing a political hit job because of of certain, uh, you know, the election-related issues in, say, Georgia or whatever. What would you respond to that, Mr. Hill? Well, exactly the opposite. It's these companies that are using politics to distract from their own problems. They're getting out of their lane, focusing uh, not on their consumers, not on creating quality, healthy products free from the taint of forced labor. Uh, And instead, they are focusing their time and energy on politics. And so our message is very simple. Stop serving woke politicians. Focus on your consumers. All right. Praise be to God. Will Hild is the executive director of Consumers Research. The website is consumersresearch.org, consumersresearch.org. Uh, we're very grateful for your time today. Thank you for, uh, for sharing this information with us, and we'll be praying for a successful campaign. Great. Thanks for having me. Have a great day. Uh, praise be to God. That is going to do it for the What's Concerning Us segment. Uh, we're going to be going to a break here in a moment. I also wanted to mention before we did uh, that we're going to be, uh, the, the Gospel Reflection segment is going to be underwritten by Veraboom. We had a great conversation yesterday with Timothy Putnam from Veraboom about their product. And I meant to mention this, but, you know, uh, it's uh, the frog brain is real and 3 a.m. comes early. So I just wanted to thank Veraboom for generously sponsoring our program as well in that gospel reflection. They're, they have a landing page set up you can check out. It's uh, veraboom.com forward slash grn. That's uh, veraboom.com forward slash grn is the website, and I encourage you to check that out. It's an incredible tool. I have loved it, uh, as I said yesterday. It's really helped me to dive deep super fast into the gospel reflection. So veraboom.com forward slash GRN. All right, we're going to go to break. We're going to come back. We're going to have breaking news and stories with Janelle. Praise be to God. And then his beatitude, the patriarch of Jerusalem, uh, Pierre Batista Pizabala, is going to be our guest to talk about the situation in the Holy Land between Israel and Gaza and the Christians stuck in the middle. What are the needs? What is the situation? His beatitude will tell us all about it. That's coming up next. Don't go anywhere. This is Dale Alquist with a Chesterton Minute. What is a patron saint? The classic professions such as soldiers or doctors have patron saints who represent the ideal of soldiering or doctoring. And yet, so many of the trades and crafts on which the modern world depends do not have an ideal figure. There is no patron saint of plumbers, for instance, and G.K. Chesterton says there should be. It would be a revolution, for it would inspire each individual plumber to consider that there was once a perfect being who actually did plumb. In the meantime, what do plumbers and the rest of us do? Chesterton says, Keep before your eyes the supreme adventure of virtue. If you're kind, think of the man who was kinder than you. That's what is meant by having a patron saint. Want more than a minute? Visit us at chesterton.org. Hi, Joe McClain here, host of the Catholic Drive Time. Heard Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. Central, 7 Eastern, right here. And I'm proud to tell you that Real Estate for Life is an underwriter of the Catholic Drive Time. Real Estate for Life connects home buyers and sellers to real estate agents while supporting pro-life organizations. Real Estate for Life offers their clients a faith-based experience. Real Estate for Life is online at realestateforlife.org. That's realestateforlife.org. God love you. 
Welcome back to the Catholic Drive Time. I'm Janelle Lay, and here are your headline news. Oakland Bishop Michael Barber told his parishioners he was robbed at gunpoint over the weekend. In other news, the CDC says over 10,000 COVID-19 infections have been recorded in Americans who have received a vaccine. The Epic Times reports Belarus releases a second confession video following the forced planning in Minsk. A second video has been released following the arrests of Belarusian opposition journalist Roman Protasevich and his girlfriend Sofia Sapega on Sunday. The pair was on their way to Vilnius, um, Lithuania, from Athens, Greece, when Belarus authorities alerted their flight of a bomb threat and President Alexander ordered an MGI fighter jet to escort the the plane to land in Minsk. In the video, first posted on a pro-government telegram channel on Tuesday, Sapega was sitting on a chair with very suspicious behavior, speaking at a very fast pace and constantly rolling her eyes and turning her head in an uncomfortable manner. Russian Foreign Ministry said in a statement that Sapega was arrested in connection with the suspicion of having committed, between August and September 2020, offenses under several articles of the Belarusian Criminal Code. The Daily Wire says Jews are literally being singled out and attacked on the streets. The New York Police Department was looking for three suspects Saturday regarding two anti-Semitic attacks on in Brooklyn, according to the NBC4 New York. In one incident, three men allegedly jumped out of a car in Borough Park and made anti-Semitic comments towards four Jews who were observing Shabbat. The group then banged on a synagogue door and kicked in a mirror and a car parked outside before fleeing in a car, according to the report. The Department of Justice announced Saturday that a Brooklyn man, Ali Alahari, was charged for allegedly setting fire to a yeshiva and a synagogue on May 19th. The Los Angeles Police Department was also called to investigate a possible hate crime on May 17th, after video footage appeared to show an Orthodox Jewish man running for his life as two cars chased him through a parking lot. The LAPD responded to another call just one day later regarding an assault with a deadly weapon after Jewish diners were allegedly attacked by a pro-Palestinian mob. The Antifa Defamation League said anti-Semitic hate crime reports were up to 193 reports from 131 the week prior. Between May 7th and May 14th, the group said that there are, were more than 17,000 tweets using some variation of Hitler was right. Breitbart has said Portland rioters have set fire by a courthouse and vandalized businesses. Five people have been arrested in connection to yet another night of rioting in the city. Antifa rioters set fires near Justice Center and vandalized multiple businesses in the area. Police officials report that rioters attempted to pry open the doors on the north side of the Justice Center building. Rioters began assaulting officers with frozen water bottles, glass bottles, eggs, and metal spikes. They also attacked officers with mortar-styled war... Fireworks, officials stated. LifeSite News says an archdiocese in Chicago has required that parishioners must show a proof of vaccination if they do not wear a mask. They must provide a proof of vaccination, reports the um, new site. The Cardinal Blaise Supich issued a statement Friday offering two options for parishes given the recent announcements by the CDC. Option one 
requires that fully vaccinated individuals refrain from wearing masks as long as they bring proof of vaccination and the parish's greater hospitality team has the capacity to validate attendees' vaccination status. Option two requires masks for all attendees um, and option two will remain in effect until the state reaches phase five, at which time it is expected that all mask mandates will be lifted according to the statement. And those are your headline news. Praise be to God in all things. Thank you, Janelle, for keeping us up to date. Uh, joining us now all the way from the Holy Land is His Beatitude, Bishop Pierre Batista Pizabala. Good morning to you. Um, uh, thank you for your time today. We're very grateful to you. Uh, it's been obviously a rough few, several weeks now of uh, violence, and now there's a ceasefire, praise be to God. But uh, would you be able to share with us, what is the current circumstances there in the Holy Land? Uh, it's hard to tell fact from fiction sometimes reading the news here in the United States as to what the real situation is. It's very, it's very difficult to answer to your question in a few sentences, since the situation is very complicated here in the Holy Land especially from the from a political point of view and also religious point of view, and things mixed uh, one with another. Um, first of all, there is a political issue between Israelis and Palestinians. Uh, there are two peoples, but one land, and there is no, since 70 years, there is no agreement on the, on the uh, existence of two-state solutions, um, two states, Israeli and Palestinians, one along to another. This is uh, a negotiation is going on since 70 years, endless, and in between the negotiation also uh, conflicts and, and so on. Palestinians also are divided, as you everyone knows. One side is Hamas, which is uh, uh, ruling in uh, Gaza, Gaza Strip, and Fatah in what we call West Bank. So, and uh, this is making the situation very complicated. On the other side, the Israeli authorities, the Israeli politics is going right, right wing, uh, according to our standards, uh, not a right wing in, uh, according to the uh, Western standards. And so they are always more reluctant to give, um, to accept the idea of a state of Palestine. Mm. And this is making the situation very complex. Together with this, there is also the religious issue. Uh, the last conflict, the last um, <coughs> tensions we had were because of Jerusalem and because of Al-Aqsa, the, uh, the sacred place for Muslims in Jerusalem. Uh, Jerusalem is the heart of the problem because it's the holy city for Jews, for Muslims, and of course also for Christians. And uh, no one wants, uh, no one between Muslims and Jews because we Christians are not politically involved as Christians. No one uh, wants to compromise about Jerusalem. And whatever you do, any gesture, any fact on Jerusalem has uh, enormous consequences of the conscience of all, uh, both Jews and Muslims, as uh, happened today, in uh, these days. So all these situations, I, I'm very well aware that it's very difficult to understand what I said, but it makes the situation very complicated and very, very tense. Mm -hmm. Now we don't have... Uh, military violence right now, but the tense among the two populations, Arab and Jews, is very high, and it will take a long time to recover from from what happened in the last two weeks. Our guest is Bishop Pierre Battista Pizabala. He is the Patriarch of Jerusalem, the Latin Patriarch there in uh, 
in Jerusalem. Your beatitude. Uh, ha- what about in on the streets of Israel? We saw some rioting going on. Uh, it has that also calmed down. Yes, this is one of the news of the last conflict that you, we were used. Everyone, also the media, I suppose. Every one of us heard about problems between Israelis and Palestinians in Gaza. It's not that new. I don't want to, to look as cynical, but this is not that new. But the news uh, is that even in Israel, where there are where 20% of the population is not Jewish, it's Arab, and they are, we are living, they are living together with Jews, usually the relations were correct. But in the last, uh, the last conflict, also because of Jerusalem, because of Al-Aqsa, because of many other local issues, we had a lot of, lot of tensions uh, within, in the mixed cities, Haifa, Jaffa, Tel Aviv, Nazareth, and others, Akko, where Jews and, and uh, Arabs, um, they had the confrontation. Also, where lynch, uh, lynch attempts in Batyam, in Akko, in many other places. And this is very concerning because uh, it is a, the first time we see, even within Israel, such a tension and such a hunger, a lot of anger among the two populations. Mm. I want. We have about two and a half minutes before we go to break. And I think one of the, the aspects that sometimes we can forget in looking at the violence that happens in the Middle East, specifically in the Holy Land, is about the Christians that seem to be stuck in the middle. Uh, tell us about the Christian community in the Holy Land. Um, w- who are these people? What are their backgrounds? And what is their current situation? We, we can start. We have two minutes and we have to take a short break. So we'll start, but probably have to finish on the other side. I suppose, yes. First of all, the Christians are very few. We are about 1% of the population, the whole population. In Israel, out of uh, almost 8 million Jews, a million and a half Muslims, the Christians are about 170,000. In Palestine, Palestine means uh, God's and West Bank, out of about 4 million uh, Muslims, Christians are about uh, 40,000, not, not more. In Jerusalem, the Christians are about 10,000 out of half million population. So the Christians are very few. The number I gave are uh, for the, uh, refer to the traditional Christian presence, which is Arab-Palestinian presence. So they speak Arabic. We have also a small Christian community of uh, Hebrew-speaking, about a few hundred. Then we have foreign workers, Filipinos, Indians, and so on. They are Catholic, Christian and Catholic. And there are about 80,000 all all over Holy Land. Um, The Christians, the Arab Christians, are divided in few Christian denominations. The majority, half, approximately half of the Christians are Greek Orthodox, Greek Orthodox Church. Catholics are about 45% of what's remaining, and 5% all the other Christian denominations. Okay, hold that thought, uh, your beatitude. Sorry to interrupt you, but we have a, a break we have to take here uh, for our radio partners. We're going to be right back with Bishop Pierre Batista Pizabala, the patriarch, the Latin patriarch of the Middle East to get a better understanding of the situation on the ground in the Holy Land for our Christian brothers and sisters there. All of that coming up right after this. We'll be right back. Peace has long been a Benedictine motto. One Minute Monk, Abbot Placid Solari of Belmont Abbey. In the rule of St. Benedict, the saint challenges those who live in monastic community to truly seek God and find peace. 
We all strive for peace, the profound sense of confidence and tranquility which flows from resting in God's love and trusting in God's providential care. In our daily lives, we can create peace by simplifying life and removing sources of strife, such as the pursuit of power or possessions. Finally, perfect peace goes hand in hand with perfect charity. When you have peace, you will have charity. For your free copy of The Rule of St. Benedict, visit OneMinuteMonk.com. O-N-E-MinuteMonk.com. In short, rest in God's love, trust in God's care, and love others as God loves them. Then you will find true peace. Howdy, this is Adrian Fonseca, producer of the Catholic Drive Time Show. Heard Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. Central and 7 a.m. Eastern right here on the Guadalupe Radio Network. And I'm proud to tell you that Real Estate for Life is an underwriter of Catholic Drive Time. Real Estate for Life connects home buyers and sellers to real estate agents while supporting pro-life organizations, offering their clients a faith-based experience. They are online at realestateforlife.org. That's realestateforlife.org. God love you. Praise be to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. I'm your host, Joe McClain. It is great to be on with you. Bishop Pierre Batista Pizabala is our guest. He's the Latin Patriarch of Jerusalem. I think I said Middle East before the break, but Jerusalem in particular. And before the break, we were talking about uh, the Christians and who they, wo- who they were. So about 1% of the population, I think, is what you said. Your beatitude, thank you again for being on our program. What is the status of the Christians in Jerusalem there in the Holy Land uh, especially in regards to this conflict that uh, keeps coming back up, you know, every so often there. Uh, are, we've heard numbers that they're decreasing in population. Is that true? Uh, how are they doing in the midst of conflict? Uh, your beatitude. Uh, situation changed from place to place. Our diocese covers four different countries, Jordan, Israel, Palestine, and Cyprus. And, and also in Israel and Palestine, the situation is different if you are, in, for instance, in Bethlehem or if you are in Gaza, uh, situations uh, are completely different. Those are now um, uh, suffering more are the Christians in Gaza because of the conflict, of course, because also the situation in Gaza is very problematic. We have about 2 million Palestinians, 2 million Muslims. Christians are about 800. Mm-hmm. And they are there. They cannot leave because uh, Gaza is closed. And... Uh, and uh, regime in Gaza, Hamas, is respectful in a way of the Christians, uh, but there, there is also a lot of radicalism uh, in all the strip uh, that is addressing, uh, is uh, against the, the Israeli occupation, but also sometimes uh, affects also the Christians because they are considered, the Christians from some of them, they are considered, even if they are locals, Westerns. And Western means Christians, means Americans, uh, so, um, and they are the enemies. So this is one of the reasons. In Israel, uh, the situation of the Christians is much better. They have, they have, they have citizenship, they, are, they, can re- they have all the rights. There are, of course, sometimes a discrimination between uh, Jews and non Jews, and Christians uh, are affected sometimes, but there are local situations. I don't want, I don't think they. Uh, we saw, as I said, in the last days, a lot of tensions between Jews and Arabs in, in, uh, in Israel, but definitely they are living in a, 
better conditions compared to all the other Christians in all Middle East. Mm. While in Palestine, the situation is uh, complicated. Palestine, first of all, Christians in Palestine are not a third people. They are Palestinians, like all the others. So, and they, are, uh, they have all the restrictions, so they, they are all, all Palestinians. Uh, um, the, the economical situation in Palestine is very, very, very problematic. The unemployment rate is more than 40%. Uh, perspectives are very difficult. After the pandemic with COVID-19, uh, the main uh, activity which, which was the tourism and pilgrimage was totally paralyzed because of the pandemic. And this uh, worsened the situation of many Christian families uh, that were working in this situation. So I'm afraid that when the borders will be open, that we lose few other families uh, from uh, West Bank and from Wow, um, that's troubling. Bishop Pierre Batista Pizabala is our guest. Uh, we're talking about the situation of Christians on the ground in the Middle East. So, like, can I just ask a qualifying question, uh, your beatitude? So, the, to the Palestinian Christians, they identify as Palestinians, uh, so they, they see themselves from their national perspective uh, among their people, but their people are mostly uh, Muslims. And, yes. and can you just... Tell me again, how does their relationship between their Muslim neighbors? Hey, they're all Palestinians, I can understand, but uh, do they get along with their, with their Muslim neighbors? Do their Muslim neighbors treat them well? You mentioned something about treating them sort of like Westerners before. So, uh, what is exactly that relationship like for them? Are they under? Are, do, do they fear for their safety? I mean, how does that work? In Middle East. Uh, you'll never find all this situation or the other situation. <laughs> but this situation and the other situation. Oh, that's fun. So, that's a lot of fun. <laughs> uh, I mean, uh, you will find, depends sometimes from the local, most of the time from the local leadership. Leadership here is very important. Um, now, uh, we can find wonderful occasions of cooperation, uh, identifications, uh, good relations, for instance, in our schools, the Christians, we Christians, uh, we have more than hundred uh, schools where the majority of students are Muslims. Wow! Yes, uh, two thirds, sometimes, uh, for instance, in Jericho, where the Christians are very few, few hundred. Ninety-eight percent of the students of Catholic or the two Catholic schools are Muslims. That's interesting. And, uh, and they are very proud to go to Catholic school. I mean, uh, and families that are open, sometimes also religious families, not necessarily liberal uh, Muslims. And, um, and also in Gaza, many uh, Hamas leaders send their children in our schools. I mean, uh, but uh, at the same time, you can find also radicals. Mm. They don't like Christians because of Christians. For instance, uh, there are... Uh, in Akko, it happens just in Akko, in Israel, that a uh, few, few uh, shop dealers don't sell to non-Muslims, for instance. Uh, things. You can find both the situations. You, can, you, can, you cannot say that we are under persecutions, but at the same time, you cannot say that we are living in a wonderful liberal society. Mm. Your beatitude. Uh, I was wondering, what about the situation between the uh, Christians there are between the Greeks and the uh, the Orthodox, the Armenians and the Catholics, and I suppose the Protestants. I don't know if there's even a Protestant presence in the Holy Land, but yes, uh, there is. Okay, then what is the relationship between the into the Christians? There's only one percent. Do the one percent get along? 
So among the Christians, we have distinguished institutional church, institutional churches, and uh, and the reality on the ground. First of all, not more than 90% of the Christian families are mixed families. They marry between Orthodox and Catholics. Oh, wow. Uh, um, this is normal. Uh, you have also, uh, you have priests that are coming from Orthodox families, for instance. And for the family, this is not a drama. They are very happy to have uh, a son which is, uh, who is a Catholic priest and so on. So for the people, the first thing is to be Christian. Then if you are Catholic, Orthodox, whatever, is secondary. Mm. And one of the main problems, for instance, we have uh, among churches is that we have still two calendars. We have the Catholic calendar, calendar Gregorian calendar, and the Julian calendar, the Orthodox calendar. Two is two, for instance, two twice Christmas, twice Easter, and so on. <laughs> and for the families, families, this is a huge problem because they want to, uh, to uh, celebrate together in the family and so on from the social point of view. At the institutional level, in the past, we had a lot of problems. Maybe you heard about tensions in the Holy Sepulchre and the Basilica of Nativity and so on. Now the situation is much better. We improved a lot. We are working together. Of course, sometimes, like it, never a family, we have some disagreement, uh, but we cannot say uh, that we have huge problems among us. Of course, the, the distinction between the church remain from the sacramental point of view, liturgical point of view, we remain distinct churches, and we cannot change this because this can be changed when all the universal churches uh, reach an agreement, and this we will not see uh, when we are alive, maybe <laughs> the next generation or two, three generations. But what we are working uh, for now is to have a better relations among us, and uh, after 30 years of presence here in uh, Jerusalem, and living here more than 30 years, I, I saw huge change, positive changes. We are not there, totally harmonic relations, but we are going there. Mm. Absolutely. Th- thank you for sharing that. Uh, his Beatitude, the Patriarch of Jerusalem, uh, Peace of Allah, is on with us. And we have just about three minutes left in our conversation. And I was wondering, how can we in America or wherever uh, people are listening how can we support the our Christians, brothers and sisters in the Holy Land? First of all, the prayer. I, be, I believe in the power of prayer. I am sure that you are doing this. Second, the pilgrimage. Now borders are closed because of pandemic, but it's going to finish. And the pilgrimage, it is a huge, wonderful experience of faith for the pilgrims. And also, we have to be realistic, a very concrete way to support many families, Christian families who are working the pilgrimage activities because bring job opportunities, not uh, assistance, but uh, support giving with dignity. And then, of course, through churches, parishes, schools, uh, twin agreements, uh, twin uh, exchange between uh, parishes to create connection. We need to feel that we are not about it. Bishop, Peter Batista Pizabala is our guest, and we're just about out of time here in, in a moment. Um, how hard has it been for you personally, your beatitude, to uh, to walk these very difficult paths during the midst of such conflict between so many contentious forces, Christians, uh, P- Muslim, Jewish, and everything in between? Has that been hard for you personally? Very hard. Uh, here in this uh, land, everyone wants you to be with them. 
And to be totally with them means also to be against with someone else. And to be with the heart open to all, to try to be respectful at the same time, also very clear, same thing, yes and no, uh, is not always welcome. And we have to accept a kind of solitude sometimes. And, and, but at the same time, you, as bishop, you represent your flock, your community. You have to become also their voice. Uh, and my flock, we have, I have Israelis, I have Palestinians, I have uh, a, a different realities in the same flock. And sometimes you feel uh, divided in yourself. It's not easy, yes. But try to be uh, close, as close as possible to all and with prayer to, to, uh, <laughs> to uh, unite what I cannot from a human point of view. Wow. All right. Uh, Bishop, uh, your beatitude, would you give us your blessing, please? Yes. May the Lord bless you, give you peace, wisdom, and mercy. He is the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Praise be to God. Bishop Pierre Batista Pizabala, the uh, Patriarch of Jerusalem. God love you. God bless you. Thank you for your time today. Thank you. For you. Have a nice day. You as well. All right. That is going to do it for the first hour of Catholic Drive Time. Praise be to God. If you can join us in the next hour, we would love to have you. We're going to have a game show. It's going to be fun, and prizes are involved, and you don't even need to know the answers to win. It's that easy. All you got to do is uh, be the first caller when we give out the number, or go onto our website. You can watch the show live right from there and get the phone number. It's grnonline.com forward slash CDT. That's grnonline.com forward slash CDT. God love you. God bless you. We'll see you in the next hour or tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. Central, 7 Eastern for Catholic Drive Time. Thank you for joining us on Your Catholic Drive Time, where it is our pleasure to keep you informed and inspired. Join us Monday through Friday at the same time, right here on your favorite Catholic radio station. Don't forget to connect with us. Just go to facebook.com forward slash Catholic Drive Time. Again, that's facebook.com forward slash Catholic Drive Time. Be sure to share more than just us today. Share Jesus with everyone you meet. Bye now, and God love you. The Bible clearly says that Jesus had brothers and sisters, but the Catholic Church teaches that Mary was a perpetual virgin. How can that be? Mark 6 verse 3 says, Is not this the carpenter, the son of Mary, and brother of James and Joseph and Judas and Simon, and are not his sisters here with us? Point number one to consider. There is no word for cousin or for nephew or for niece, aunt, uncle in ancient Hebrew or Aramaic. The words that the Jews used in all those instances were brother or sister. An example of this can be seen in Genesis 14, 14, where Lot, who was Abraham's nephew, is called his brother. Another point to consider. Would the last thing that Jesus did on earth be to grievously offend his surviving brothers? Right before Jesus dies, John 19 tells us that Jesus entrusted the care of his mother to the apostle John. If Mary had any other sons, this would have been an incredible slap in the face to them that the apostle John was entrusted with the care of their mother. Also, we see from Matthew 27, 55 and 56 that the James and Josephs mentioned in Mark 6 as the brothers of Jesus are actually the sons of another Mary. And one other passage to consider, Acts 1 verses 14 to 15 speaks of a company of about 120 persons that consist of the apostles, the women, Mary, the mother of Jesus, and his brothers. Now let's see, there were 11 apostles at the time, 
Jesus' mother makes 12. The women, probably the same three women mentioned at the crucifixion in Matthew 27, but let's say it was maybe a dozen or two, just for argument's sake. That puts us up to 30 or 40 or so. So that leaves the number of Jesus' brothers at about 80 or 90, according to this scripture passage. Do you think Mary had 80 or 90 children? She would have been in perpetual labor. No, scripture does not contradict the teaching of the Catholic Church about the brothers of Jesus when scripture is interpreted in proper context. A beacon of truth in a troubled world. This is the Guadalupe Radio Network. Radio for your soul. Glorianshine.com, a generous underwriter of Catholic Drive Time. Glorianshine.com is a Catholic family-owned company making a variety of personal care products ranging from lotions, soap bars, gift boxes, body mist, beard care, and more. At Glorianshine.com, they state their mission is to, quote, craft every product with deep intention while holding a vision of sharing the gospel. They are good for the body, mind, and soul, unquote. God love you, Glorianshine.com. Thank you again. Welcome to your Catholic Drive Time. Keeping you informed and inspired. We love God. We ought to be able to talk about Him. Getting you started on your day. With the latest in breaking news and information. From the Vatican to the White House and everything in between. It's serious. It's fun. It's your Catholic Drive Time. Now here's your host, Joe McClain. Praise be to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time. Keeping you informed and inspired. I'm your host, Joe McClain. So good to be on with you. Praise be to God. Give God some praise. You're only one day away from the weekend. God is so very good. It's good to uh, have you back on the program. We just wrapped up a great conversation with the Latin Patriarch of Jerusalem, Bishop Pierre Battista Pizzaballo. Uh, by the way, fascinating fact, his proper title would be you, his beatitude. Did you even know? Like, well, that should be a trivia question, I think. We should come, I should pull out the card that says... What's the proper uh, titles for certain patriarchs? Um, your bishop is excellency, a cardinal is eminence, and apparently the Latin patriarch is beatitude. What, and the pope is holy father, holiness. Pretty cool, huh? At any rate, we're going to be posting that conversation later today on YouTube, Rumble, Facebook, elsewhere, all of it. You can find the links of everything on our website, grnonline.com forward slash cdt. But also the last hour, we had a great conversation with Will Hild of Consumers Research, and they've got an ad campaign going against certain companies, and uh, that was a fascinating conversation as well. We'll post that conversation on our YouTube channel in addition to uh, the uh, conversation with Pizabala. All right. Uh, in this hour, we're going to have a game show, of course. That's what we do in the second hour. Praise be to God. We're going to have breaking news and stories, saints of the day, gospel of the day, generously sponsored by verboom.com forward slash GRN. And I'm looking forward to that. And then uh, the Catholic Trivia Game Show, which is generously sponsored by apodandherpeas.com. And then in the second half of this hour, we do an after show where we have a casual conversation with you, the audience. You drive that conversation, and it's always a lot of fun. We hang out. We talk about whatever questions and whatever comes up in the comment box. Uh, Sometimes it's fun. Sometimes it's serious. It all depends. You get to decide. That is the after show. All of that coming up in this hour. So hopefully you can join us for all or part of it. Praise be to God. Good morning to you, Janelle. Good morning, Joe. Wasn't that cool talking to Latin Patriarch? That was really cool talking to his beatitude. He looks like a very lovable man. Very sincere. Yes. Very very sincere. Uh, You know, uh, bishops are interesting men. 
they can be uh, overly cautious sometimes, and maybe sometimes they throw caution to the wind, and sometimes they're in the middle, but uh, I found him to be very sincere, and I enjoyed that conversation. Uh, speaking of which, Adrian Fonseca is here on the ones and twos. Speaking sincere, right? Uh, sure, why not? <laughs> exactly. Okay. And no, I'm. Uh, I I agree. I agree. I I'm always uh, slightly, you know, on edge talking to bishops. You never, you know. never know if they're going to be. They're like a like, box of chocolates. Right, you never know what you're like going to get. Read a press release to you. Uh, but no, he was very sincere. Just spoke from his heart. It was. I was very impressed. I wasn't. I didn't know what to expect, but uh, it was very nice. It was very good. Good conversation, and hopefully, we'll be able to have him back in the future to talk about yeah. other things going on in the Holy Land. Yeah, it was fascinating to really try to better under. I've never been to the Holy. Land. I know you have, so you must have experienced some of this firsthand. But I've only heard about it, and to see all of the con- the competing factors, uh, you know, Israelis and and uh, Israelis that are Jews and then not Jews. And then you got Palestinians that are Arab and then not Arab. And you have all these competing forces there, Christians of different denominations. And it, it's got to be very difficult to manage the process. But uh, I thought it was funny when I asked if there were Protestants there. He was like, oh, yeah, there are. Oh, sure. Because uh, <laughs> whenever I was there, they were like, uh, yeah, we really don't have Protestants here. Protestants don't really have a stake in the claim or a claim in the, in the, in the Holy Land much. You know, it's interesting. I, there's a YouTube channel from a Protestant convert who is Jewish, but um, now believes in the Messiah. And he has a YouTube channel. And I've been watching a lot of his videos lately because he's been talking about the breaking news that's been going on in the ground. And I found, found that his insight into some of some of the, uh, the details of that conflict were very fascinating. He was reporting on Israel's bombing of these uh, factories in Iran, which are underreported in the West, and you have to kind of dig deep to find the sources that are talking about them. So I was able to corroborate some of his details by looking for other sources. I found that very fascinating. But they're there; they're they're for sure there. It's a very big evangelical push to help uh, to help the Israelis rebuild that temple. I think. But anyway, that's another conversation for another day. Uh, we're going to go ahead and pray and jump into this conversation today. It's going to be breaking news and stories, saint of the day, gospel of the day, and then fear and trembling. If you want to be our contestant, you got to be the first caller, and you can find the phone number on our website if you'd like, or wait for me to give it to you. But the website is grnonline.com forward slash cdt. That's grnonline.com forward slash cdt. Let's pray for whatever your intentions are, whatever your needs are. Of course, we're including our own. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, amen. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to thy protection, implored thy help, or sought thine intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly unto thee, O Virgin of Virgins, my mother. To thee do I come, before thee I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in thy mercy. Hear and answer me. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. And now the headlines with Janelle. The Catholic News Agency shares Archbishop Aquila's message that Germany's synodal path needs repentance, belief, and truth. The German Catholic bishops and those involved in the synodal path of the Church in Germany must be the first to repent and believe, even as they call the world to do the same. Archbishop Samuel Aquila of Denver has said, He has warned that the the Synod's first text puts forth untellable views of the Catholic Church, downplays the Church as God's instrument of salvation, and ignores the tensions between the Church's mission and worldly attitudes. His letter is a 15-page commentary on the fundamental text produced by the First Forum of the German Catholic Synodal Path, 
Aquila warned that the first basic text offers selective and misleading interpretations of Catholic teaching, but emphasized that he offered his response for the German bishops' prayers and reflection and to encourage other bishops to bear witness boldly to the truth of the gospel to Jesus Christ. The Archbishop warned that this approach makes divine revelation captive to endlessly protean hermeneutics of dialogue. This should be contrasted with the authentic understanding of dialogue articulated by Vatican II and developed by the post-consicular popes. For Aquila, the text reinterpretation of the Church's teaching office corresponds to explicit radical doctrinal relativism. The Union of Catholic... U.S. Asia says that the Jerusalem Archbishop wants weekend mass collections to go to Gaza. Archbishop Pierre Battista Vizabala, the Latin Patriarch of Jerusalem, requested that the May 30 mass collections from all parishes in the diocese be donated in their entirety to Gaza's Holy Family Parish as a sign of solidarity following airstrikes from Israel. In the aftermath of the tension and the conflict we have recently experienced, let us turn our hearts and gaze to the needs of our brothers and sisters in Christ, especially in Gaza and in places severely affected by the recent exchange of rocket firing for 11 days, Archbishop Pizzabala said in his May 25th statement. The tiny Gaza Catholic community consists of 133 people, including a recently born baby. There are just under 1,100 Christians among the 2 million Muslim Palestinians in Gaza. From Aletia, a Holy See UN envoy makes a statement on Israel's ceasefire. Archbishop Kassia calls on all sides in conflict to recommit to dialogue. The Vatican's envoy to the United Nations expressed satisfaction over the recent ceasefire in the Holy Land and called on all sides to recommit to dialogue. Archbishop Gabriel Casilla, the permanent observer of the Holy See at the United Nations on Tuesday, addressed the United Nations General Assembly plenary meeting on the situation in the Middle East and the question of Palestine. Archbishop Casilla said the Holy See reiterates that the only way to achieve the long-awaited two-state solution is by means of persistent, genuine, and mutually respectful political dialogue. Last week, Pope Francis also said he was glad to hear about the ceasefire and asked churches around the world to pray for peace in the Holy Land. And those are your headline news. The saint of the day is Saint Bruno of Würzburg. He was born in the 11th century, son of Duke Conrad of Carinthia and the Baroness Matilda. He was a nephew of Pope Gregory V. That seems like an awesome thing to be and nephew of a pope. He was cousin to Emperor Conrad II and later a counselor to that same emperor. He was a great nephew of St. Bruno of Querfort and the younger than average when he was ordained. So nephew of a pope, a counselor to an emperor, and nephew of a saint. Amazing. He was, a bish- he was made bishop of Würzburg, Germany in 1033, built the Cathedral of St. Kilian from his personal funds, along with several other parishes, parish churches in his diocese. He was a noted scholar and author, his best-known work being a commentary on the Psalms. He was a peacemaker who, in- who ended the siege of Milan in Italy. He joined Emperor Henry III on campaign against the Hungarians and earned the popular title of father of the poor through his charity. He died on the 26th of May, 1045 in Persenberg, which is present-day Austria, when a building collapsed. 
his canonization day was before the time of formal canonizations, and so we don't have a formal canonization day for him. St. Bruno of Wurzburg, pray for us. Praise be to God in all things. Thank you, uh, Adrian, for sharing us with us the saint of the day today. The gospel comes to us from Mark chapter 10, verses 46 through 52. As Jesus was leaving Jericho with his disciples and a sizable crowd, Bartimaeus, a blind man, the son of Timaeus, sat by the roadside begging. On hearing that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and to say, Jesus, son of David, have pity on me. And many rebuked him, telling him to be silent. But he kept calling out all the more, Son of David, have pity on me. Jesus stopped and said, Call him. So they called the blind man, saying to him, Take courage, get up, Jesus is calling you. He threw aside his cloak, sprang up, and came to Jesus. Jesus said to him in reply, What do you want me to do for you? The blind man replied to him, Master, I want to see. Jesus told him, Go your way, your faith has saved you. Immediately he received his sight and followed him on the way. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. I want to thank verboom.com forward slash GRN for generously uh, sponsoring uh, this reflection on the gospel. Now, real quick before we jump into what Adrian found in the gospel, Pseudo-Jerome, our source from the early church fathers, said, you know, how consistent also is the order of salvation? Look at the progression here with the blind man. He says, first we heard by the prophets, then we cry aloud by faith. Next, we are called by apostles. We rise up by penitence. We are stripped of our old garment by baptism. And of our choice, we are questioned. Again, the blind man, when asked, requires that he may see the will of the Lord. What are you asking of the Lord? What am I asking of the Lord? Let us meditate on that today. Adrian, what did you feed? Yes. the So, Cornus Lapide actually did not have a lot to say on this passage. Um, so, I, instead, I just wanted to focus on a line here, and I'm going to read from the Douay Rheims version of this passage. And he says in verse 49 and 50, And Jesus, standing still, commanded him to be called. And they called the blind man, saying to him, Be of better comfort, arise, he calleth thee, who casting off his garment, leaped up and came to him. Now, this is the passage I wanted to focus on because what happens here, what we see here is one. So that means uh, what's implied here is that the blind man is lying on the floor covered in a cloak. It seems like he is wallowing in, in pity, wallowing in sorrow, and he sees the Lord come by. And he is calling for the son, the Lord, and, and our Lord sees him. But how does our Lord respond? Our Lord doesn't go up and talk to him directly. Instead, he orders his disciples, his apostles. He commands him to be called. So he's like, hey, Joe, can you call Janelle for me? And said, even though Janelle is like right here in front of me, I could, uh, I could just go talk to her. But instead, our Lord decides to go around about. Why is this? Well, our Lord here is showing the intercession of his apostles and the intercession of his bishops and priests that we receive salvation from our priests, from our bishops, uh, but directly from God, of course, but we have intermediaries. Our Lord has set it up because we're human, because he desires that we be saved via the means that he set up via his sacraments, that he has asked those to call us to him. He has sent 
the apostles. He sent his bishops and priests to call us to himself. And so I think that's an important thing to meditate on. All right. Praise be to God. Thank you again. Veraboom.com forward slash GRN for generously sponsoring this uh, gospel reflection with uh, incredible software that helps us to do that. All right. We're going to go to break. We're going to come back and it's time to play Fear and Trembling, the Catholic trivia game show where you don't even need to know the answers to be a winner. You could win. All you got to do is be our first caller at 877-757-9424. Phone lines are open right now at 877-757-9424. All easy question Thursday, I think, today at 877-757-9424. 9424. That's 877-757-9424. We'll be right back. Time to play the game. It's coming up next. We all know children have a natural innocence and a sense of wonder. Yet our world is full of distractions that can pull families in the wrong direction. But with the help of God and a church family, your children can grow in the security of faith, hope, and love. Weekly Mass provides that critical faith foundation needed in life. So if your family hasn't been to Mass in a while, we'd like to invite you home. Discover more at catholicscomehome.org. Protestants like to use James 2, 10 through 11 against the Catholic doctrine of mortal and venial sin. Because James says, whoever keeps the whole law but fails in one point has become guilty of all of it. But James can't be denying the doctrine of mortal and venial sin because in 115 he affirms it, saying that sin in its beginning stages doesn't bring death, venial sin, whereas it does in its more mature stages, mortal sin. The point James is making in James 2.10-11 is that we must keep all the commandments in order to avoid incurring the guilt of transgressing the law. We can't say to the Lord on Judgment Day, Lord, I only broke one commandment but kept the other nine. So James 2, 10 through 11 is simply a misfire in trying to take down the Catholic belief of mortal and venial sin. I'm Carlo Broussard with the ready reason for Catholic Answers, Catholic.com. For 2,000 years, we've helped the poor and comforted the sick. We've educated generations of children develop the scientific method and college system. We support marriage and human life. Guided by the Holy Spirit, we compiled the Bible. We are the Catholic Church. With over one billion in our family, sharing in the fullness of Christian faith in the church started by Jesus. If you've been away, visit catholicscomehome.org today. Welcome home. Welcome to another round of fear and trembling. (laughs) The Catholic Trivia Game Show that helps you work out your salvation by the seat of your pants. It's a 50-50 chance and prizes are involved. Avoid the weeping and gnashing of teeth. Call now to take your shot. 877-757-9424. And now your host... Joe McClain. Praise be to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time and Fear and Trembling, the Catholic Trivia Game Show, where we have a secret and hidden agenda. So please do me a favor and don't share this. What I'm about to tell you, just keep it between us, all right? Don't tell your friends. But we like to do a few things here on the program. One, we like to teach the faith. So you tend to learn something you probably did not know before. That's a good thing. And then, of course, we like to have a laugh, and our contestants, they tend to be good sports and a lot of fun to chat with and, and, uh, and to play the game with, and that's always good. And then, of course, we like to give out prizes, and that makes it a winner for everybody involved. 
And uh, so here's the kicker. I don't ask the caller the question. The caller does not even technically need to know the answers to these questions to be a winner on this game show, which is even more fun. Uh, in fact, I'll ask Janelle. I'll ask Adrian. One of them will be right. The other will be wrong. And the caller will have 15 seconds on the clock to make a decision. Who do they trust more? And then every right answer goes into the coffee cup of divine providence to win this week's prize. And this week's prize is generously underwritten by apodandherpeas.com. Apodandherpeas.com. And Andrea over there has just generously given us two very well-made, very uh, beautifully crafted rosary pouches to protect your holy rosary in your pocket or your, your bag or what have you. Beautiful Catholic artwork. These are very, very nice. They're upscale. And we're going to be giving these out tomorrow on the program. So today we got three more chances to get in, tomorrow three more chances, and then we pull a name, announce it live on the air. So we'll see how that goes. But let's go to the phones now. Uh, we're very grateful to everybody who tries to call in. If you don't get on today, call back tomorrow. You can call early and sit on hold if you really like, but uh, there's another opportunity tomorrow morning. So hopefully you'll get in then. But let's go over to, let's see, Rockville, Maryland. Al, good morning to you. Thank you for being a part of our program. Oh, thank you for having me. Praise be to God, Al. It's good to have you on. Uh, Rockville, Maryland, uh, so the, what's the weather like out there? Is it blue skies and sunny? It's been raining nonstop where I am. Oh, it poured yesterday here, but today it's blue skies, sunny, and mid-70s. Praise be to God. That's good weather. That's good weather right there. Al, where do you go to church? St. Patrick's in Rockville, Maryland. Very good. Praise God. Now, have you been listening to the program, and do you know how the game is played? Oh, I know it well. You, you know it well. So, did you hear that, Adrian? I, what I heard was Adrian is tricking. He could fool me. I think what he what he means by he knows it well is he knows that he really can't trust Joe either. What? I'm, I am the advocate of the listener on the program. Uh, Al, you oh, believe that, right? Joe. What was I that? Trust Joe. Yeah, hey, Miss Preacher, uh, brother. Joe. Where is my? Uh, where is? I need my buttons here because uh, Al is a very man, uh, wise and astute man of great. Uh, information and, and trust and confidence here, and I think he's going to play a great game. So let's get started. Al, are you ready? Yes, sir. Here we go. We're going to start with Janelle first, as is our custom here. Janelle, are you ready? I am ready. Are you sure? Yes, I am. Are you sure? Yes, sir. Janelle, can you tell me how many chief corporal works of mercy are there? How many chief corporal works of mercy are there? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Ooh. I think... Let me think of all the biblical numbers I can think of. Uh, I'm going to go for 12. There are 12 chief corporal works of mercy. Okay, okay. Let's see what uh, Adrian has to say here. Adrian, can you tell me how many chief corporal works of mercy are there? Yes, I can. Great. Well, we had that conversation. Mm -hmm. uh, oh. Do you hazard a guess, good sir? Oh, okay. You want me to answer the question? Okay. Uh, yeah, that'd be um, awesome. I'm going to go with seven. Seven. No, it's seven. Is that arbitrary? Are you just throwing that out there? Or? Well, um, there are seven days in the week, right? Uh, I have something to do every day of the week. Uh -huh. Works of mercy. Uh huh. Makes sense to me. Yeah, double major Fonseca. Okay, so Adrian is on the hook for seven, and uh, Janelle is on the hook for twelve. Who's right? Who's wrong? Fifteen seconds on the clock. Al, what say you? Adrian, I'm going with Adrian. You sound very confident, Al. Uh, let's just see how it goes. Survey says. There we go. Oh. Easy Congratulations. Easy, yeah, easy. Easy. Yeah, that was easy, right, Al? That wasn't tricky. 
That was easy. Yeah, it's all easy question uh, Thursday today. So I think you're in you're in great luck. So praise be to God. You are in the coffee cup of divine providence now, Al. But you're going to get two more chances here, and I think they get easier from here. Let's just let's see how that goes. Adrian, we'll start with you this time. Adrian, can you tell me where are the holy souls placed after physical death? The holy souls place after physical death. Hmm. I'm going to go with purgatory. Welcome to your Catholic <laughs> Okay. Purgatory. That's your answer. Yes. Okay. Let's see what uh, Janelle says. Janelle, can you tell me? Where are the holy souls placed after physical death? Well, Adrian said purgatory, and purgatory is kind of like a waiting room for heaven. Um, I, I don't think they go straight to... I don't think the holy souls would go straight to the waiting room for, of heaven. I think no? they would go straight to heaven. Santo subito. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. So you think they go straight to heaven. And so, Emma, uh, Janelle, <laughs> I'm going to get there. Don't look at me like that, Adrian. Don't look at me like that. Janelle is on the hook for go straight to heaven. Adrian is on the hook for purgatory. 15 seconds on the clock. Al, what say you? I think if they're holy souls, they go to heaven. I'm with Janelle. Survey says... Oh! I'm sorry, Al. Yeah, it's a tricky question, to be honest with you, I think. Uh, In fact, the the correct answer is purgatory. And uh, why would that be? Why would we call the Holy Souls purgatory, Adrian? How would you hazard a guess for this? Well, unfortunately, the the cards don't give us answers of why they answer the way they do. (laughs) But if I had to venture a guess of why they say that this way, I'm going to say because... You have to be holy to enter purgatory, but if you're skipping purgatory and going straight to heaven, you don't just have to be holy. You have to be, in all essence, uh, perfect, perfected uh, in this life in order to go straight to heaven. So yeah. um, the only okay. holy souls go to purgatory. Yeah, and the good news is we get to eventually hit heaven, right? So uh, holy souls in purgatory are heaven bound. Praise be to mm-hmm. God. Which is why it's we can pray for them room. and they can pray for us. Yeah, amen. So uh, there you go. A, a teachable moment. But don't fret. Third question, I think, is the hardest e- one. easiest <laughs> of all the questions so far. <laughs> Al, trust you can take my word on this. We're going to go back to Janelle this time. Uh, praise be to God. Uh, let's see here. Janelle, can you tell me? What is the name of the canticle or hymn of the Virgin Mary on the occasion of her visitation to her cousin Elizabeth. Okay. What do we call that? Mary on her visitation to her cousin Elizabeth. The hymn or the canticle? What, and Elizabeth what was, was filled with the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit is in the studio today because I think it's the Magnificat. Okay. Mm-hmm. Let's see what Adrian has to say. Adrian, can you tell me? What is the name of the canticle or hymn of the Virgin Mary on the occasion of her visitation to her cousin Elizabeth? Yeah, that would be the Angelic Psalter. The Angelic Psalter? Yep. You sound very confident. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Adrian is on the hook for Angelic Psalter, and Janelle is on the hook for the Magnificat. 15 seconds on the clock. Who's right? Who's wrong? Al, what say you? I'm going to try Janelle again because I like I like her a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I like you too. Uh, are you sure? Do you want to find yes. a friend? Nope. <laughs> there we go. Oh, that's Duh. amazing. Angelic Duh. Salter. I don't know. I think it was a uh, that's a uh, 
That's a good guess. That was an easy question, right, Al? I mean, that was like that was the easiest of all, wouldn't you say? Well, I never heard of the angelic Salter, so I know <laughs> what the Magnificat is. So I figured I'm sticking with Janelle. The angelic Salter is the Hail Mary, full of grace. The, the first part of the Hail Mary. Yeah. Oh. It was just whenever the uh, angel Gabriel appeared. See? There you go. <laughs> we are all okay. learning something. But you are in the coffee cup of divine providence twice, Al. Congratulations. Well done. Uh, Adrian only fooled you once this game, so praise be to God. You have an opportunity of winning. You're going to have to tune in tomorrow, though, to see if uh, it is God's will that your name be pulled out of the cup. But we're, we had a good time. Thank you for joining us today. Oh, thank you for having me. Have a wonderful day. You too. Praise be to God. We're going to put you on hold, Al, so we get your phone number just in case. It is God's will that you yeah. are the winner, and we can uh, we can hook you up to a apodandherpees.com. God bless you all. Have a great day. I'm going to put you on hold now. That is going to do it for the radio side of the show. That was a lot of fun. We learned a few things in the process, and that's, like I say, part of the goal. But in the after show, we're going to conversate with you about whatever it is you would like to conversate about. You get to drive that conversation. Uh, you can join us either on Facebook, YouTube, uh, Twitter. You could. I don't think we can read comments on Twitter, though. But we can see comments on our webpage directly. So if you just want to go to our website and watch there for the after show, you're welcome to do it. And you can comment there, too. GRNonline.com forward slash CDT. That's GRNonline.com forward slash CDT. If you're going to take in the Holy Mass today, please do us a favor and keep us in your prayers. We would be very grateful to you. We are, of course, praying for you. Uh, Otherwise, we'll see you in the after show or we'll see you back here tomorrow morning for another round, the last final round uh, for this week in Catholic Drive Time. Uh, 6 a.m. Central, 7 Eastern, live across the Station of the Cross and the Guadalupe Radio Network and the Internet all over the planet. And it's great to hang out with you. We'll have another lineup for you tomorrow. So look forward to that. But praise be to God. I can't wait to hang out with you, the audience, in the after show here in a moment. So if you're brand new and you've never commented before, please do us a favor and comment. Get on that email list, by the way. I'll be sending out a brand new, fresh uh, piece of content exclusively only to our email this afternoon. Go to grnonline.com forward slash CDT to get signed up today so that you get that. God bless you. God love you. We'll see you in the after show or tomorrow morning. Thank you for joining us on Your Catholic Drive Time, where it is our pleasure to keep you informed and inspired. Join us Monday through Friday at the same time, right here on your favorite Catholic radio station. Don't forget to connect with us. Just go to facebook.com forward slash Catholic Drive Time. Again, that's facebook.com forward slash Catholic Drive Time. Be sure to share more than just us today. Share Jesus with everyone you meet. Bye now, and God love you. Praise be to God. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time in the After Show. Before we get more casual about whatever it is you would like to talk about, you get to drive the conversation. If you've never commented, please comment. Because first-time commenters, they get extra love and attention. Praise be to God. Um, Where was I going? See, my mind, my mind shuts off pretty quick at the end of the show. I don't know what it is. Old age, whatever, but... It's like it takes extra mental capacity just to keep keep cruising right towards the end. It's like when you're running a race and you get close to the finish line and then you, you kind of slow down. You have to keep sprinting across the line. That's what they used to always say.
So I'm working on that. But anyway, praise be to God. I want to thank a bunch of people for hanging out with us, especially over on YouTube has been doing much, much better the last several couple of months. Would you, wouldn't you say, Adrian? I agree. And Facebook's been doing much, much worse. Yeah. I still think we're being shadow banned. I think I'm personally, my personal Facebook account is being shadow banned. I used to get a tremendous amount of traction on Facebook and I hardly see much traction at all anymore. Uh, and, you know, the Project Veritas videos that came out the other day, they, uh, the whistleblowers basically pointed out that they have a scaled approach to shadow banning their users based on the topics that those people talk about. So if they talk about politics that they don't agree with, uh, opinions on the vaccine that they don't agree with, anything about China, stuff like that, well, those folks get throttled. And I think I'm in that category because it's just pain and suffering mostly anymore. Um Real quickly, Jeff said, uh, please pray for Genevieve as she is graduating from kindergarten at 9 a.m. from St. Peter's hey. and Paul's Catholic Church in New Braunsville, Texas. Awesome. Praise be to God. Congratulations, Genevieve. Let's, let's pray for her in the name of the yeah. Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. Lord, uh, bless Genevieve on her graduation from kindergarten. Let her have uh, a blessed day and uh, strengthen her guardian angel, protect her to and defend her. And we ask uh, this to the intercession of our Blessed Mother, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy, Holy Mary, Mary, Mother, Mother of, of God, God, pray for us sinners, sinners now and at the hour of our death. death. Amen. Ah, oh, praise be to God. Let's see here. This is a bunch of people uh, I want to recognize. Uh, Justina, good morning. Well, that's, I think, Sienna. Sienna, good to see you. Praise be to God. Christopher Velasquez, and, uh, and of course, Dominic and... And uh, Thomas Russell's back. Uh, praise be to God, Thomas Russell hung out with us for a week or two, uh, a few weeks Monica back. Monica said that she had to search for our show this morning yeah. because they removed it from her subscriptions. You got to love that, don't you? That's crazy. No, shadow banning. Come on. Really? That's crazy. Is that real? I don't know. I think it is, actually. Mike K., good morning to you. Praise be to God. It's good to see you here. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Maria, Teresa, good morning to you. Angelo, good morning. Tammy, good morning to you. And Kathy, good morning. Praise be to God. Valentine and David from New Hampshire, good morning to you. Monica, good morning to you. Yeah, uh, let's see. He's noticed that my video is sync is much improved. Uh, Adrian, I did what to exactly it. did you do? Nothing. Okay, no, 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 no. Seriously, stop beating around the bush. Be precise. Step by take us on a step by step, blow for blow. You know how like when you watch YouTube tutorial videos and you're like. Do I choose the three-minute version or the 42-minute tutorial video? I always choose the 42-minute. Always, because, like, who doesn't want a lot more information than necessary? Well, I always choose the 42-minute one because the five-minute one is never, never answers the question. It's just like, yeah, you just fix it. No. And you're just like, oh, huh. is, that, is that what I do? That's all you do. Is so just, look, look it's not working. Okay. What you do and what you want to do is make sure that it works. No, no, my favorite, okay? favorite is when they go, in this video, I'm going to tell you exactly how to fix this one thing that you are desperate to know how to fix. Stay tuned. <laughs> and, then, and then they do this long oh, I hate those. You know, intro, intro, and it's a three-minute video. <laughs> I, I, oh. And it's like, could you just please get to the information I gotta milk that it. I really, really need? <laughs> it's like, if you want to find out me, more people. information, join my master class. I know. Oh, oh no. Exactly. It's like, ah. Oh. 
Yeah. Anyway, I, I feel that. I feel that on a deep level. <laughs> I'm, not oh, holding, man. I'm not holding any grudges. I promise. But to answer your question, <laughs> uh, nothing really. To be honest, OBS is super buggy. It's a open broadcasting software. So that means it has uh, it gets updates periodically, but it's it's basically created and updated by users. And so every now and then there's random bugs and yeah. literally lately I, it's been nothing. pretty kind of jinky, right? Last week it was. This week nothing's happened. It's been working perfectly fine. This week it's it just it just depends. I um, we so, may be switching to VMix. We're we're chewing on the idea anyway. I used to use VMix way back in the day. Uh, when I had a different show completely. We're talking Evangelium Live days. Uh, way back in the day, I used vMix. And it's a great piece of software, but I never wanted to spend the money to upgrade it to what I really needed. So OBS was free. Um, so I went that route. But I think we're finding the limits of OBS in many ways. Let's see here. Who is on Facebook here? Uh, Josh Noel, good morning to you. Christopher Chance, of course, good morning. Lori, good morning to you. Praise be to God. Thanks for hanging out with us. Jesus Robles, friend of the show. Gloria Dian Lopez, good morning to you. Thank you for hanging out with us. Susan Weber and Joaquin, good morning, good morning. Uh, praise be to God. Beth, uh, Beth, good morning to you. And uh, Maureen is here, of course. Colbe Moore. Now, you sound like you're new to me. Definitely new. Colbe. De- I don't think I've ever heard of him. I have a son named Colbe. Praise be to God. So, you know what happens with new uh, commenters? Oh, sorry. Oh, wrong, that was a long soundbite. Wrong, wrong one. Stop. There we go. Amen. There we go. Praise be to God. That, sorry, that's my alien music. <laughs> you're not, a, you're not Eric, an alien, are you, Colbe? Eric asked not, me to put a button for X-Files, so I did. Are you, it's not, right next to the Hallelujah button. You're not from a f- different planet, are you? Colbe, I hope not. Anyway, uh, welcome to the show. Thank you for commenting for the first time. We're very grateful to you. Praise be to God. Don, uh, welcome. Good morning to you. It's good to see you, Don. Uh, let's see here. Who else? Who else? I'm seeing some. Oh, Melanie, praise be to God. Uh, I see all your video posts. Oh, praise God. I'm glad to. So the way on Facebook. So Facebook has switched to a method similar to YouTube. So if you're on Facebook and you want to ensure that you get all the notifications of of our, like for going live on our content or something like that, you actually have to kind of do the same thing that you do on YouTube, and that's subscribe and hit the bell and all that stuff. So you can do that on on uh, YouTube, but you also have to do it on Facebook, and I don't know that that many people know about that. I actually Not po- intuitive at all. I posted a video on the Catholic Drive Time Facebook page describing exactly how to do that. So, and I pinned it to the top, so it should be very easy to get to. So if you're not sort of following our our notifications, you have to go into your notifications and tell them you want to be bugged by us. Um, if you do that, then you'll be able to see those. Otherwise, it can sometimes be hit or miss. Bruce Tolman, good morning. Buddy Kane, good morning to you. Uh, it's good to see you here. Patty, of course, praise be to God. Thank you for hanging out with us, and uh, we're appreciative of your commenting and hanging out today. Angelo needs some energy. He wants to hear Jesus is a friend of mine. Now, do you get the energy from listening Angelo. or from from our pain from listening to it all the Tell time? me you've not watched the what video. Pain? What pain? What, what are you talking about? This pain? is great. Tell me you've not watched the video, Angelo. It's what, good for you. No. It, no. Once you've seen the video, there's no one seeing it. You can't go back. So you might have to go to therapy oh, no. as a result. That's a good thing I haven't watched it yet. <sighs> Okay, 
Uh, Mystic Monk Coffee. What mm. a way to! I need to get some Mystic oh. Monk Coffee. I, I should get call some. them. They saw them at my church. I, I was no, I was thinking about calling them to see if they want to sponsor the show. But oh. uh, and that way I can get the coffee as a part of the sponsorship. You see how I work the deal there? Is Tian a new commenter? Um, I, I don't think, think so. so. I think I don't recognize the person. Uh, ha- are you a new commenter? Please let us know. If you are, we will give you the appropriate level of respect. Uh, Eric Rodriguez, good morning, CDT team. Heard you put the the, the X Files button, Adrian. You're welcome, Eric. <laughs> oh, Angelo, praise oh, be no. to God. Ask You've not shot a video, but he Seek said he will now. What? No. Oh no, Angelo. Yes, Angelo, look it up. No, don't and look up. Jesus is a friend of mine. Angelo, I care about you. It's I a care about your video. your psychological health. I don't want to see you harmed in any way. <laughs> I would encourage you to avoid. A, 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 yeah, avoid this like the plague. I have okay. to say, it is a great video. It's it is not. Very he, he, Especially, you want to watch the uh, the large man in the back. Mm-mm. Is his facial Mm-mm. expressions? No. Mm-mm. His facial expressions tell it all. It's disturbing. It's very it's disturbing. Don't do it. Don't do it. And Lori said you have to do the hokey pokey and turn yourself around to get yeah. Facebook notifications. I thought Tian Dao has been here before. I thought so. Welcome back. By the way, what do we get for returning commenters? We don't have a returning Saunders. The horns of the apocalypse. <gasps> Welcome back. Yes, Welcome Maureen. Back. There is a there is a Jesus is a friend of mine video. You can go look it up on YouTube and you can find it there. Don't don't do it though. Bruce said I, I, I did the whole you. bell reminder setup for the show, and yeah. there was a notification for a while, but not anymore. What? Hmm. That's funny. Uh, set up a buddy says I set up a fake account, and they have they and they leave dogs alone. I have what what I've lo- I'm lost. Set up a fake account, they leave dogs alone, and I've not been put in Facebook jail ever. Eric said top ten videos of all time. Uh, Agreed. Agreed. Gotta say, I didn't care for the horns, but they are growing on me. <laughs> you, you're, you're, uh, from what is your, it? your stock, lips Stockholm to God's syndrome. ears, Beth. <laughs> Stockholm syndrome. Praise be to Tammy God. Tammy said, everyone should see the Jesus is a friend of mine video at least once. No. Agreed. No. Oh, Agreed. Tammy. For me, it's every day. I watch Tammy, it at least once a day. Judgment is going so- to come <laughs> for all of us, and we have to give an account. All of those poor souls that have to witness that video are going to be deeply affected by that. We should have, I urge caution here. I feel like you should do a lot of self-mortification and um, fasting before you watch that video, just to prepare yourself mentally I, I and spiritually. Like for it. Just avoid it and be a happier person, personally. It's, distur- it's a disturbing video, I would say. It makes me happy. Does it? Mm-hmm. It brings me joy. That disturbs me too, just to be honest with you. Um Chris said, honestly, it was the woman next to a large man that scared me more in the Jesus is a friend of mine video. <laughs> uh, we, you know what we need to do is uh, if I had if I had the 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 cash flow, I would hire a, some a professional to take that video and superimpose Jesus's Jesus Robles's face over the guitar player, uh, <laughs> the, 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 the main the main uh, singer there. Uh, and then, like, you know how, like, it, they, those jib-jab videos? Have you seen those jib-jab videos? Are you no talking about, talking like, about. deep fakes? No, 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 no. I'm talking about, like, large bubble head version. Oh, like, I, oh like yes. Like, jib-jab style. I know I what you're talking totally about. I would totally pay a uh, professional if I had the cash, which I don't. But I would, I would if I, I could. I would help pay for that as I'd well. I'd put Jesus Robles on top of it, and I would change the lyrics to say, Jesus is a friend of mine. <laughs> David said there's a 10-hour long version of Jesus is a friend of mine. What? Oh, no. Lord forbid. Yes. Please, please help. Uh, what else? Um, 
Let's see. Buddy Kane says, is my chinchilla? Oh, it's a dog. He, he created an account for his dog. That's, that's what he's getting, getting at. He's saying that his dog doesn't get blocked for anything. Got it. Now I understand. Now it's making sense to me. Wow. Uh, what else? What else is going on? Who's got plans for the weekend? I want to know. Joe, at least I love the horns. Hey, Tammy, that is your redeeming quality. Praise be to God. Uh, oh, no, you put the link in. Uh, loving the horns makes up for a lot, let's just say. It did, did you not? You did not put the link, did you? Oh, no. Don't, don't do that. There's still time to delete it, Adrian. Yes. Okay, you have to avoid the temptations, people. Oh, no. Uh, near occasion of sin is a real thing. So this is a good teachable moment, good opportunity to just avoid clicking on the link that Adrian just posted. <laughs> it's the 10-hour link. Yeah, oh, don't no. do it. Don't do it. <laughs> Self-mortification. Oh. <laughs> it's like for your penance, you're going to listen to Jesus no. as a friend of mine for I, 10 hours. Could you imagine a priest? <laughs> like, wow. That's, that's interesting. Oh, man. What is the worst? What is the hardest? I should say, what is the hardest penance you've ever received at confession? A rosary. Really? An entire rosary? Yep. Really? Mm-hmm. Janelle? I think my hardest confession was not prayer, but it was like to do something. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't remember what it, I think it was trying to be like more, um, I guess more patient with my family members. I hate that. That's oh, horrible. Man. Uh, I'm very much against priests who do say things like, oh, do something nice for someone or, oh, be more patient with your family because that's not a penance. That's just how you should be acting. Mm. And the other thing is you can never know when you've, whenever you've accomplished it. No, but the thing is, like, the way he told me to do it was, like, whenever, like, I felt, like, the, like, I guess, like, um, that burning anger burning in, I would pray a Hail Mary to help dissipate that anger. So Every was... time? So your penance never ends? Yeah. <laughs> that, yeah, that, that, that's, yeah. The, the priest, you're not supposed to do that. You're huh. not supposed to, you have to give penances that they can accomplish in a reasonable amount of time. Mm. I see. Interesting. Now, uh, Mike K says, I have avoided the video on purpose. The song already makes me want to stab my eardrum out. <laughs> no, I'm I, sorry. He says, I do not want to know what would happen oh, after no. seeing the video. Mike, you should see it. It's good for <laughs> don't, you. Don't do it, Mike. Don't do it. Uh, praise be to God. So a question, that's my question is, what is your hardest penance been? Like, you don't have to tell us what your sins were, but what was your hardest penance? I want to know. So comment. Let us know. What is your hardest penance that you can remember in the confessional? I'd love to know. Uh, Monica says, uh, thank you for the movie recommendation. Watch Full of Grace. It's a must watch. Glad you liked mm-hmm. it. Praise be to God. Now, Monica, I don't know. Were you like me? Were you really frustrated with St. Peter in that film? I was so frustrated with St. Peter in that film. I could have easily, uh, uh, you know, not had that part in the movie and I would have been way happier. But I really liked Our Lady's depiction in that film. I thought it was very good. Very fascinating, too. And not bad for a, a micro-budget uh, film, I would say. They did pretty good. It was all filmed in Texas, somewhere in the hill country in Texas, and I thought that they did pretty good. Trusting Joe. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Maureen says, Adrian is correct about penances. Thank you, Maureen. Eric says, dang, what do you do, Adrian? Father only gives out one Our Father or one Hail Mary. I'm like, that's it, Father? <laughs> yeah, that's that's not... Uh... Uh, I have a lot of opinions. <laughs> <laughs> the, and uh, that's why he gets a rosary. And, just so you know. The, uh, yeah, your, the penances, the, okay, so penances are supposed to be, um, an action that you do to remit the sin, the temporal punishment due to sin. So having, like, I, I, more often than not, my penance is, oh, go say half a Hail Mary. Like, 
not actually yeah, half a Hail Mary, wish. but literally one Hail Mary. <laughs> half a Hail Mary. Ninety nine percent of the time, though, it's literally go say one Hail Mary. Yeah, and it's like that's not a penance. I mean, it, technically, it is a penance, but you're not you're not accomplishing. You're not uh, you're not getting the temporal punishment removed because you're the the uh, the crime that you committed is greater than one Hail Mary. Would you not agree? I mean, for me personally, I know that doing one Hail Mary is not the uh, is not enough. You're right. And so you look at the med- medievals and the scholastics, they actually used to have manuals for penances. And so they said, like, okay, you did X, that corresponds to this penance. And so you would have different penances for different uh, crimes that you would commit, different sins. And uh, they were in order to, one, because you needed to you needed to feel like you're actually paying for your sins. And the second thing is to try to get you to not do it again. Uh, it's very important uh, for us to have in our in our in our actions in our mind. So I think these uh, we have focused more too much on the mercy because the mercy part, yes, of course, you're forgiven whenever you go to confession. Amen, a hundred percent. That's the mercy of God. But then we also have to recognize the justice of God is there as well, and so the penance needs to fit the crime. Uh, but it has to be something that you can reasonably get done. And so to, for a priest to say something like, and I've had this many times as well, and I had to ask the priest. I was like, Father, could you give me something that I could actually do on top of that? Um, because I can't accomplish that. They said, okay, well, uh, do, you need to be nicer to your parents. Um, <laughs> okay, so does that mean that I'm never done with my penance? Um, and so I have, to be, I have to know when my penance is finished. So it has to be something tangible and concrete that can be accomplished that you know whenever yeah. you're finished with that penance. Valerie says uh, she also got a whole rosary as penance, uh, apparently, in the confessional. That's amazing. Bruce says, unbroken hour of prayer was my biggest, I believe. So, that's a tense one. Oh, that's an that's intense awesome. one. That's a big one, too. That's crazy. Yeah, praise be to God. And I thought I saw, okay, over here, let's see, go back up here. Is it from Maureen? M- Maureen says... You can request a different penance, as you just said, Adrian. Yes, you can. can request a different pen, pen, penance from the priest if you feel that you are not able to accomplish what he asks, because if you do not do your penance, your sins are not absolved. That's a good point, too. Christopher Chan says, a hard penance I recently remember was having to pray for a soul in purgatory to receive an indulgence. The difficult oh, wow. part was I couldn't remember where where on the parish campus I was supposed to pray. <laughs> ouch, ouch. Yep. Uh, our buddy Jesus says my priest best comment. Uh, what best comment. best comment? My priest has me on a perpetual penance for being John Martinoni's number one fan and defending the great one Adrian Fonseca. <laughs> Amen, brother. Amen. <laughs> what? <sighs> Clearly, he got the check in the mail. Apparently. Mr. Thomas says, we should all bring our kids to confession more often. Do children Amen. need to be baptized to go to confession? Yes. Yes. Oh, no. Uh, His question was, sorry, do children have to have first communion for confession? No. No. They go to confession first, in fact. Right. So, in general, um, uh, okay, so it depends in the West. It's a little bit different. But you need baptism before you can receive any other sacraments. The baptism is the entrance into the divine life, and so you can receive no other sacraments without baptism. In terms of uh, communion and uh, confession, well, in the Eastern Catholics, Eastern Catholics will give children communion um, as babies. And so babies don't need to go to confession because they can't commit sin. But as soon as they're capable of committing sin, they can start going to confession. 
And at that point, uh, then they have a uh, first communion or they're, they will start receiving communion whenever that parish or your diocese decides that's the reasonable age for that, for your diocese. In Mexico, it's much younger than in the U.S. And the Eastern Church is, it's, uh, very young. It's as infants. So it just depends. But yes, you must be baptized before receiving any other sacraments. Um, Tammy's got some interesting ones here. She says she received a Hail Mary and Our Father and the Divine Mercy Chaplet. That's, That's pretty good, good too. That's good. Praise be to God. Uh, our buddy Angelo is really. Oh no, he watched the video. Praise Should be have to listened God. to us, Angelo. You're welcome. It Angelo. is too late now, my friend. This is like this is like Genesis chapter three now. Okay, this is like that moment where you like you wake up and you realize, I they warned me, he told me not to do it, and I did it anyway. That's kind of where we're at right now, Angelo. You're welcome. I mean, now he's like, is that Donny Osmond? Exactly. I warned you. I tried to tell you. I have no idea who Donny Osmond is. <laughs> Look it up. Google it. Or watch your video again, because it's practically Donny Osmond. But anyway. I do watch the video every day. That's mm. sad. So sad. Ooh, I just that's... I put the 10-hour version on while I'm at work. And that's why you get a rosary as oh, your penance. Man. Right there. <laughs> that's why. Confession should always come before the Blessed Sacrament, according to Christopher yes. Chance. He says, I know parishioners who have received the grace to go to confession weekly. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. One um, of the saints actually recommended um, for people to go uh, once a week to confession. Yep. Uh, I recommend typically, and I'm not saying that don't go once a week because if, if uh, that's good, then do it. But usually I recommend biweekly. And the reason why I recommend biweekly is because if you go biweekly, you're always primed to receive an indulgence. Because to receive an indulgence, you have to have gone to confession seven days before or seven days after uh, doing the action that you need to do the, to receive an indulgence. So if you go biweekly, you're always primed to receive uh, an indulgence. Yeah. Not to mention to be detached from all sin, right? As a part of the prerequisite for indulgence. Well, for a, for a, um, for a, um, I'm sorry, I'm forgetting the word. Plenary? Uh, plenary. Yeah. For a plenary indulgence. Yeah. To be detached. That's, that's the point that I wanted to make. You know, when those opportunities come up, the big kicker is you have to be detached from all sin to include venial. That is, like incredibly hard to do to achieve. So I, if you, I mean, if you go to confession frequently, biweekly, weekly, you're probably more ready, more prepared, more likely. You probably have better chance at fulfilling that that requirement than I think other people do. Um, so there you go. Angela says, "My apologies, brother, brother Joe. I have, I should have listened. I need now to go to confession." <laughs> <laughs> I warned you. You <laughs> you didn't listen to me. You should have listened. That song, uh, the video is very... So the problem is, you hear the song, and you're like, well, what's wrong with this song, Joe? Jesus is a friend of mine. <laughs> Yay and amen. However, come up, when you watch the video, you realize there's something there's something subtly going on to subvert your mind in the, in the course of this video. And anybody... Who would perpetuate the uh, the promotion of said video should be very concerned about their salvation. Whoa, Glenn's <laughs> said twenty two our fathers. What? Twenty two. Oh man, that's a lot that's of amazing. our fathers. Wow, Yikes. that's 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 got to be the take right there. No, no, no. I think the one hour of unbroken hour of prayer that, that's pretty hard for me. Glenn, I couldn't do that. I, okay, now I gotta know what did you do to deserve twenty two no, our fathers? No, you cannot ask that. No. <laughs> 
Don't tell what? us. What? Glenn! Come on! I'm just teasing, of course. Yeah. <laughs> I'm only teasing. Uh, uh, Mr. Thomas Anderson, what's he saying? He, he said, said uh, go ahead, Janelle. Oh, he said that the Catholic Church must do better um, at advertising confessions. The Vatican should do more media ads to promote the Catholic faith. Oh, I would take that a step further, yeah. actually, Mr. Anderson. I think Mr. the laity should also I do that as well. I was frustrated to no end several years ago. I sat right here in this studio, and I pulled out my phone, and I looked up every single Catholic parish within seven miles of me. And I looked up how many opportunities I had as a as a as a working man who has to be at an office five days a week to go to confession because the other opportunity was to wait in line for two hours on a Saturday with an hour and a half window to fit in a confession that serves literally thirty to fifty thousand souls at that one parish, and they had one hour and a half window for all those souls. I was so scandalized by that. So I pulled out my phone, seven-mile radius, looked up every parish. Do you know how many parishes offered a confession opportunity for uh, someone who needed to find a midweek, midday opportunity? Like one. One parish, and this is one of the largest dioceses in America, and still, there was only one parish that had a midday, midweek opportunity to go to confession. That's scandalous, in my opinion. Well, there's a pre-shortage, Joe. Okay, great. So let's say you take the parochial vicars, the brand new baby priests that were just ordained. You put them all on a confessional team. And one night, two nights, three nights, a week, every week, that team is rotating somewhere around this diocese hearing confessions. Uh, so you increase the opportunity. So what I did was I, I went and collaborated with my uh, my priest, and we started a, uh, a men's uh, movement at Annunciation Catholic Church downtown Houston, Texas, where once a month we did a men's reflection like at 5.30 in the morning, which included confession. So I was able to at least get into confession once a month, plus go to Holy Mass, plus have uh, some fraternity with my my brothers. And it were and it's still going today. Praise be to God. We started that years ago. We don't go anymore though. Yeah, because we're here doing this show. But um, I f- so frustrating to try to get into confession on a regular basis when you have to run, get there fast, try to beat everybody in line, you know, because you know it's going to be like crazy to get in and hours long waiting. Like I just feel like there's where there's a will, there's a way, and we need to increase the opportunity. I know some parishes that offer. Um confessions made by appointment so you can like book an appointment with your parish priest to have a confession said anytime um your a schedule allows you to do so uh Lori ackerman um mentions the polish church on blaylock i think that's our lady of chestahova right i've been there for confession before they have great priests yeah um and then uh i know downtown at holy rosary catholic church you get to have confession with the dominicans but and that's really fun too our problem here is we live in a in somewhat of a bubble this is a very, very engaged, very high, uh, highly engaged Catholic uh, archdiocese. Go outside of this diocese, and uh, it's not the same. There are parts of our country, uh, in our world around us, where it's harder to get into confession. The opportunities are far less. Uh, they're they're spread out further, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It's it's not easy. It's just not easy. And this is part of the scandal of 2020, uh, shutting down. The, uh, the sacraments, even in a pandemic, was scandalous. Why? Because heaven is real. 
and the sacramental graces God gives us through the sacraments are far more powerful and more important and worthy of the risk than living another 80 years on this planet. And so not being able to go to confession is crazy. Not Or, or how about extreme unction? You know, the last rites, how many people were dying in hospital beds and couldn't get a priest in there? That's scandalous. But they could get sick. Well, that's... That's the risk we take in the war of, of the spiritual combat. And these priests are signing up for that combat. And we should send them into the fray to do just that. And they want to go. Many of them want to go. And it's just ridiculous to see that, you know, the opportunities are harder to come by. They ought to be more, not less, my opinion. Agreed. Anyway. Buddy said, uh, I go to different churches that fits my schedule. Is that allowed? Of course. Yes. Yeah. Go God. to confession uh, as soon as you need to and go wherever you can go. Um, so absolutely, 100%. I know oh. in, in Houston, uh, I usually, it depends. If I if I need to go during the week, I'll go to like uh, the co-cathedral because the cathedral has daily confessions. And there's a number of other churches in the Houston area that have daily confessions. Uh, but if not, then I usually would go at my parish on Sunday. Mr. Thomas asks, can normal people be given the power to confess others or only priests can confess? Only priests and bishops, not deacons, no lay people, only priests and bishops, because it's a power of the priesthood of Christ. Wow. See that comment from Maureen? No. My twin nephews had to wait almost a year before they were baptized. This was in Maryland. I was in constant fear of their souls. That's a crime. The pastor was afraid of gatherings. Shame on him. Amen. Yeah, I'm right there with you, Maureen. Boy, that is heart-wrenching and tragic. All right, well, that is going to do it. Praise be to God. Keep us in your prayers. Uh, we're going to be back here tomorrow, 6 a.m. Central, 7 Eastern, for another show. I'm not even sure at the moment who is our guest tomorrow. I guess we're going to find out. But uh, praise be to God. We'll be back, and we're excited to be hanging out with you. Thank you for being a part of the the Catholic Drive Time family. Make sure you get our emails as well. Make sure they're not stuck in your spam folders because I'll be sending out an email later today with some special content just for the email subscribers. Every week we send out something and we also send out our videos that you can share to help spread the word. God love you. God bless you. We'll see you tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. Central, 7 Eastern for Catholic Drive Time. Till then. Thank you for joining